Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chumbacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello everybody, welcome to the Rangers Rabble podcast. I'm your host Martin and I'm joined by Kenny, Wilf and Jamie. Gents, hello, good evening. I'm not even going to bother asking how you are. Um, but obviously, quite a lot to cover tonight. We won't go through the Malmo game. We'll just discuss the after effects of it. There's no sense in going back through what was a pretty dismal night. We've got some rumours about Alfie. I want to talk about the ticket fiasco as well with the club. Um, then we'll go over our European opponents and we'll finish off on the Dunfermline preview. Um, we are, of course, available on YouTube. If you're, well, we're only on YouTube. So if you're watching, please do subscribe and like. Um, help share the podcast where available. You can get us on Twitter at Rangers Rabble. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jairs Rabble and Instagram. I've not, we're on it, but I don't, I wouldn't even, I think it's at Jairs Rabble, at Rangers Rabble. Just search Rangers Rabble on Instagram. Um, we also now have Patreon. Um, so if you want to help support the podcast, support RYDC, head over to patreon.com forward slash Rangers Rabble and uh, join us there and help support us. Um, we've got a couple of shows on there and we've got big, big plans for the future. So if you fancy helping to support, uh, go and join us there. Um, I can't put it off any longer. Um, Defeat by Malmo in the Champions League when at halftime it looked all but certain we were going to be going through to the playoff round. Um, Wilf, how are you feeling? You know how I'm feeling because I told you before we came on. Um, so I'm, I'm not even I'm not even angry really. I'm just really really pissed off. So what I would say to anybody watching, I hope you're sitting with a a big long drink because you're going to need it. You three guys might as well go and take, go and take your dog for a walk, make your wife a coffee, uh, and go watch the start of the Rangers women's game, which kicks off in half an hour, because this could take me a minute or two. Um, um, first of all, I want a, a, wee, a wee caveat. I'm, 
I'm not saying it's a disaster and the season's the season's wrecked because I've seen a lot of stuff online. People saying that the uh, the season's over, Gerard's got to go, this has got to happen, that's got to happen. That's that's nonsense. But but Rangers teams, any Rangers team can't lose three games in a week. Particularly three games in a week that they didn't look like winning. I mean, the Malmo game on Tuesday, when a goal up at half time, they've just had a man sent off. The ties level. It looked to me like they thought, well, we just need to go through the motions and it'll come. Because when you're looking at the game, we were all over them like a cheap suit until we scored. And then we seem to ease off and just make it look as if, well, we know this is going to come because we're better than them. We are better than them. We're better players than them. Um, and it just didn't happen. I mean, Malmo's second half sat in, tried to sneak a goal. They got their goal. They sat even deeper. They weren't looking to score and they scored again. Now, that's, that's two first halves against them that have played okay. And then the second half, the wheels have come off. So what's happened? I mean, the early, early, early times under Gerard, the first couple of seasons, the first halves were shocking, and the second halves were really good. So whatever they did at halftime sorted it out. It seems to have turned turned turtle and gone gone the opposite way, which is quite quite concerning. I mean, you would have thought going in at halftime in the situation we were on Tuesday that would be would be sorted. We'd come out, go for the throat, get a couple of goals, and that's us through. What really, really concerned me was we were 2-1 down, 15 minutes to go, and we haven't laid a glove on them. We haven't, we're throwing high balls into Morelos, no, no use against a, a team of big defenders. We've got a six-foot-plus defender sitting, a striker sitting on the bench, who's still sitting on the bench. I mean, he scored, three, uh, he scored three goals in pre-season, like Cedric, but for some reason he didn't, he didn't even, I mean, you've got, you've got five substitutes in Europe. There was three we didn't use on Tuesday, use on Tuesday night. You know, some, something's not right. It, to, to me, you're 2-1 down, you're going out anyway. You need two goals for extra time. You're as well getting beat three and four. Try to win the game, even if you're throwing Goldson up front. It, I mean, we know we know what it's like to throw, an, to throw an unexpected player into the box. Because look at the St. Johnston game in the Scottish Cup last year. The Jolly Green Giants in there, and it, caused, it caused absolute havoc. So you throw people in, OK, Gerrard's maybe looking at it. I can't, can't put on too many strikers because if it goes to extra time, one overloaded up front, but we've got a man, we're a man up, we've got a man more than them. I mean, if you, if you come into the game, if you got home, switch the game on second half, say an hour into the game and you looked at it, you would think that we were a man short, not them. Yeah. The way the game yeah, went, they managed it better than we did. You know, um, I'm just a bit concerned that where before he seemed to be able to change it, he's changing it. But I mean, to me, there's, there's, there's something not right and there's loads and loads of different theories as to what's not right. Um, is it, is it the fact that there's, there's contracts relying on, on Europe? They're all worried about contracts. Is, is Goldson holding back on his contract because there's the rumours about Morelos, which we're going to get on to? Um, you know, I mean, they, they can't all be out of form at the same time. One or two out of form, you can, you can live with that. I mean, the only players, to me, that got past marks on Tuesday, the keeper did nothing wrong because that's the other goal in time. McGregor had absolutely nothing to do apart from picking mm-hmm. a ball out of the night. It was safe to me. Yeah. And, in 180 minutes of football against Malmo, McGregor had one safe to make and he picked the ball out of it four times. You know I mean, that's the, mid, the midfield on Tuesday wasn't supporting the defence. The two, the two goals, boys' finishes were great. Defensively, it was shocking, but there was no there was no support. I mean, the second goal, the assist was a throw in. How the, you know what I mean? From a team that you're not even trying to score a goal, the assist was a throw in. It was, just, mm-hmm. it was, it was laughable. I mean, Balligan's too close to the guy, then he steps off him as the rebo walks away from the guy. You know what I mean? It's just. 
there's so many different things going wrong at the same time. And we need somebody to come out and tell us exactly what's going wrong. I mean, why why did the management team not make more substitutions and go and try and win the game? Yeah. Okay, we'd have been pissed off getting beat three, four, and five. But we were out anyway. He was well getting shot for a sheep as a lamb. Which for those that those of you that are as young as my daughter who didn't understand that, look it up, you'll find out what it means. Um you know. What's happened what's happened to work were set pieces. Last last season, every set piece, every cross we we played pinpoint accuracy. Now we're just throwing aimless balls into the box if we can get them by the first defender. We got one decent cross in on Tuesday night. And it was a, it was a, a corner from Tavernier and Goldson should have scored and he, he headed it by. It's the mm-hmm. only decent cross we had in against Melbourne. So what's happened last season, everything we threw in was hitting the target. This year we're just throwing them into, into nobody. You know, it's, I mean, it's also quite quite worrying that we're having freshened the team up. I mean, that was that was last season's team that played played this tie against Malmo on Tuesday night. There was no new signings in because we've only got two. So Carla, who's injured again, that's quite worrying. He's just come back in mm-hmm. and he missed, he missed, uh, he missed Livingston. Uh, sorry, he missed Dundee United. And, and he's missing tomorrow because he's, he's injured. So I don't know what's happened with him. Lundstrom was in the team and then out the team again. You know, there's been so many, there's been no consistency. Now I get the fact that you can't have a consistent team pre-season because they're all coming back at different times. I mean, I mean, last year we had the consistency. Everybody came up with all three months off with the COVID thing. Then they all came back together and six, six weeks training together and it all worked fantastic. This year we've had, we've had the Euros, we've had the Copa America. Everybody came back at different times. We've had... European suspensions that we can do nothing about, but we knew all that. We knew all that was happening, and it just doesn't seem that we were prepared for it. You know, it's just to me, there's there's too many things not not happening at the same time. It's not like you can turn around and say, "Well, the problem is this or the problem is that," because it, it's t- to me, there's there's far too many little things causing. There's something not right in the, in the club at the moment. I don't know what it is, and it's not. As I say, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a disaster. We could turn it around. The Champions League. Knocking through the Champions League is a, is a right shire, right? I mean, it's you buy Malmo, it's a five million pound pot of gold, even forgetting that far. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you might we, we might have, we might have lost to Ludigarets and ended up in the Europa League anyway, which is hopefully where we'll end up now, mm-hmm. right? And that might have been a blessing in disguise that that happened because, as Gerard said today in his press conference, we're patently not ready for the Champions League because you play Malmo, that's one level. You play Ludigrets, that's probably the same level. You get into group stages, you've got the Man United, the Man City, the Real Madrid, the Barcelona. Glamour, glamour ties, but you could end up getting hammered all over the place. And that could affect that could affect your morale for, for the league games. You want the glamour, but it's maybe a blessing in disguise we didn't get there trying to put a positive spin on it so that I'm not ranting on just being totally negative for however long I've been speaking. <laughs> and this could go on for a while, so go get yourself a trophy, boys. Um, but they need they need to sort out what's going on. They need to sort out what's going on and sort it out quick. You know? And he needs to stop chopping and changing. I mean, he turned around and said there's not going to be many changes for the Dunfermline game tomorrow night when it, when originally we thought there'd be loads of changes. He has to stick to that. He can't go bring anything because if it, if we end up losing four in a row or Dunfermline takes the extra time or whatever, that's you're getting, the you're getting too really, far really ahead. You're getting too far ahead, Well, Frank. Take know, a breath, so. calm, calm down, calm down. Um we'll I'm, I'm calm, I've started yet. I know, just, just, just take a breath. I can see, obviously, look, we're all we're all still really angry, Jamie, and we're all passionate. Seen a few comments in Gerard, I trust, um, and I think 
Wolf mentioned that as well in his opening essay. Um, we, we all trust Gerard. We won't forget what happened last season, but in terms of the last three games, three losses, Gerard really does have to take some flack for decisions he's made, both in team selections, tactics, substitutions. Gerard needs to screw the nut now as well. I agree. Um, he gets the, uh, the criticism because whether forget about where we've been, where we truly were growing up for all of us, Rangers don't lose three games in a row. That's unheard of. So it's a crisis or whatever you want to call it. I know it isn't, but Walter Smith said that. Someone said that it was a crisis. So he definitely has to. I think he's made the mistakes of chopping and changing the team. I said it the other day. I think the pre-season's not went the way I don't think we wanted it to go. The people coming back from um, international duty are probably on better form than the guys who have had all pre-season to get themselves uh, up to shape. Probably going on the other night. Not the one thing I disagree with Wolf is, and I know this might not be popular, but I think McGregor has to do better. Um, and to touch on the substitutions as well, from what I, I know, he's done well in pre-season, but and I don't, from what I've seen of Itton now, I think there's a big question mark over him, and I think Gerard has probably proven that by not throwing him on, really. Um, I think there's question marks going to be over him as well. But uh, it's uh, sad. The, the, the morning after that was horrendous. There's the sick feeling in your stomach for that full day um, and Wednesday. I'm just starting to feel a wee bit better today about mm-hmm. it all. But we didn't budget for Champions League anyway, so that's the saving grace for the club. We need to get into the Europa League now, but um, we're, going to, we're going to lose some players. It's a, it's a, it's a set. I'm going to jump back in there. I, I agree with you with that, and I don't think... I think Gerard has made his mind up with him. But... My, my point, my point was, as I'm sure you understand, that we're going out of Europe. We're needing two goals. He's a big lad that has scored goals for us. Put him on. What's the worst that can happen? He doesn't score. We didn't score anyway. You know what I mean? I Just know. throw him on and see what happens. You know? Yeah. I, I, don't, I just don't know if <clears throat> that's where we go. With Itton's a big guy, so do we throw him on and throw balls into the box? I don't see him being that type of guy who's going to run on, bully a couple of defenders, and put one in, on his head. Does he seem to be that? He's kind of more cultured. But we were throwing balls in the box anyway. We're throwing know, balls in the box to so do You know what I mean? So at least have somebody to maybe for them to bounce off. You know what I mean? But we're all still kind of hurting a bit from Tuesday. So I know. I'm still Kenny, Kenny Standard here. So. <laughs> so no, um, it's, everybody's made you know very valid points, and I find myself sitting here nodding along, agreeing with it all. Um, and I know we touched on it at the start of the show, but we weren't going to go into too much depth, you know, about, about what happened on Tuesday night. Um, there are, as Will kind of mentioned, there's clearly issues there. There was there's a lot of strange decisions, I think, before the game and during the game um, from the from the management team. Um, and to be honest with you, even... You'd be sick either way if we went out. You know, that that's a given. But that last kind of half hour or so, you kind of knew... You just had that feel Rangers were yeah. never scoring. It just, it just didn't look like it happened. There was nothing... There was no... Change up of any style or any any tactics or any um, you know maybe try something through the middle and it was just the same kind of pass the ball out to fullbacks and and I think um, I think it was maybe Jamie said earlier on but the the deliveries that have that have been coming from the fullbacks um, throughout the season to be fair have been far and away to what we came used to last season um, you know you'd have Tavernier um, getting on the end of Barisic's crosses um, that was that was a feature of our play. Um, 
But of late, you know, this, but since the, the beginning of the season, the the, the delivery is not just from from open play, from set pieces as well. It's just it's it's just been a, an, another uh, issue that I think it's it's um, affected our ability to create clear cut chances because the amount of chances we've created this season so far is, is appalling, to be honest. I have to ask this question, and I'm and I want to apologise in advance. And normally, Wolf, I would take this question to you, but I'm not going to lie; I'm a tiny bit scared to, so I'm going to take this to Jamie, um, because the word "push" is in the question, and I believe it is push. But Rangers are giving us, unfortunately, the need to ask the question, um, Jamie. You believe this push about because the fans are back. Now, listen, not for a second do I believe that. Right? I think it's a lot of nonsense. But until we start performing, that's going to keep getting brought up. Yeah, I think the, the, people are using this just now. And we, 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 we didn't win the league when the fans were in, right? We won the league when they weren't. However, we've played massive European games with the fans being in. We, we, beat, we beat Celtic in a full stadium. Um, we at the night that Hadji, was it Braga and Hadji scored the free kick, Ibrox baby, that was all bouncing, the cameras were rocking, so I don't believe that, do, what do, I, do I think that there's a, a confidence thing that uh, related to the fans, no, but I think there's a confidence thing in the, the pressure that's maybe on people now, nothing to do with the fans, but maybe the pressure, like, I don't know, i seen a bit of Barisic of two years ago again the other night. He was looking for, I don't care what anybody says, he was looking for an out. He got a wee, he bumped into a guy and started to do the limp and the kind of, oh, head down. Whereas the Barisic was was getting wide with this, the Legia fans or, and then put the, the St Mirren game became a new player. I feel, I don't know, there's something there that's making him regress. And he, he was definitely looking for an out the other night. And I don't know, it's not nothing to do with the fans because we've won game, massive games with the fans. But it's a confidence thing, is it a pressure thing to do with the, the fixtures and the, retaining the title or whatever it is, but we just look a bit something amiss. What, what is that then, Will? Why, why do we look amiss? Why could there possibly well, be a confidence issue? Because we've just had pretty much the perfect season, obviously barring the Cups and the league. We're playing some phenomenal football. Confidence was sky high. Is this just a case of, look, we've had a poor result in Europe and can we maybe put, and I'm obviously thinking positive here because I don't want this to be a completely negative hour of talking about Rangers, but is there a chance that the Dundee United game is just a freak result? No, I think I think it looks like it is a confidence thing. I mean, I've said as long as we've been, do, as long as we've been doing this and for a long time before that, uh, that winning the league is an achievement. Retaining it's a higher achievement. The hardest thing to do is to retain your league. You know, and I, I can't help but wonder, do some of these players Winning the league and winning it so easy, winning it so early, they got to the top of their Everest very, very quickly. Are they believing that they're better than they are, or have they got to? Have, have they have they climbed a mountain and they say, "Well, we know where to go now. We're at the top of Everest. There's no there's nowhere else we can go now." You know, is that is that affecting them? I really, really don't know. I mean, the the crowd thing's a lot of nonsense, an absolute lot of garbage. That was a that was a narrative peddled by peddled by them from the other side of the city because they were the most affected by COVID. Because they didn't have the fans to lift them. We didn't have the fans getting on their back. A lot of nonsense. Absolute lot of nonsense. But I just wonder, as I say, is it because some of the players got to their nadir, they got as, as high as high as they were they were there to achieve, and they feel there's nothing they can achieve now? If that's the case, then they need to look, look Mr. Gerard in the eye and say, look, we're not used to you here, we can't go any further. You know, and they need to be honest about that. And I hope that's not the case, because I don't want to see any of them go. But if 
if they can't lift themselves to get back to what they were doing last season, they're absolutely not used to us. Look, absolutely, and CGM makes a fantastic point here. And it's fantastic because it's kind of the point that I made in asking the question, right? Um, see, James says, look, it's not nonsense until we prove it's nonsense by winning games. It is nonsense. There's a lot of nonsense in there. Uh, but Goldson looks nervous. Bonabarisic and Tav can't cross the road at the moment. So, Kenny, why? Why does Goldson look nervous? I mean, they'll tie it back to he's not signed his new contract yet. Why can't Borna and Tav cross a ball? And why, oh, why? Was Philip Palander not playing? That's that's all uh, extremely difficult questions. I don't think any of any of us have got the answer to that, but certainly I can give my opinion. Um, I mean, to start off with with the Goldson uh, situation, he has looked uh, like a different player at the start of this season, uh, and I've got absolutely no doubt in my mind that the contract stuff is hanging over him. Um, I don't think it's necessarily you know the supporters um, that are, are causing the issue, but it's quite clear it was heavily publicised throughout the. The whole of the summer about Goldson and his, his contract situation. Uh, he was getting comments regularly on any time he was mentioned social media, which I'm sure the, the players read and I'm sure they see them. And it was all about you know get the contract signed, big man, all the rest of it. Um, and then also the other side of the coin, if he doesn't want to sign, you know, get rid type thing. Um, so I've, I've no doubt these guys are humans. I, I don't you know doubt that that's going to have had an effect on his on his mindset. Um, one of the guys, um, I believe Scotty in the uh, in our discussion earlier in the week mentioned. You know, Goldson's passing um, to Tavernier was was particularly laboured, um, and it's it's not like him. You know, it's it's just it's and it's not to do with his ability. It's not his fitness. You know, it's, it's there's definitely I think something in his head just now. He's maybe caught in two minds, um, and I think it's, it's certainly affecting his uh, his performances. And with regards to Tavernier and, and Barisic, that one's that's a like I said in my comment earlier on. I mean, it was one of our main. Um, outlets going forward, you know, in, in last season, but if it cross after cross, and um, it was mentioned that they just seem to be aimless kind of balls, um, there's no, it doesn't seem to be that there's a strategy to them. It's just like hoist it into the box, and, and we'll, we'll hope for the best. And and defenders have been eating it up. You know, the Malmo players had no no issue with it. Dundee United managed to defend it off. Um, there needs to, there needs to be a. Um, Without wanting to go a Warburton, there needs to be a plan B. There needs to be another, another avenue, another direction we can take when when that clearly isn't working. We don't have the the forwards really to to deal with that kind of that kind of football. It's not it's not it's not a, it's not Morelos' game, you know. I mean, I don't know. He scored a, a plethora of great headers for us, of course. I'm aware of that, but that's that's not where he's at his best. And and Jamie mentioned obviously Cedric, as much as he's a, he's a taller kind of guy, he's not. Not Duncan Ferguson battering ram style centre forward. That's that's not his game either. Um, so again, I, again, I don't want to um, go on and on about things we've, we've discussed kind of ad nauseum. And um, the last point he made about Hollander was the biggest head scratcher for me because you know he's he's come on to such a game, um, arguably you know a best best defender um, of late. Um, and again, I'm fully aware of the fact that Balogun has played a lot in Europe um, for us. Gerard has used them um, in a lot of European games. Um, there was always something about the system that we were playing that he thought Balogun would, would be better off with, with his pace and the, and the pressing and whatnot. But defensively, Hollander's, you know, to me, is, is streets ahead. And, and the fact he didn't play, I think, played a big part in our, our demise, unfortunately. And it's it's supremely easy. Hindsight is twenty twenty, or the whatever you want to say about it, Jamie. 
Balogun had a poor game. Um, why was Holander left out? I mean, going to give me a straight answer. Um, and does this have to go back to maybe Gerard being cautious because of the pace thing? Uh, Holander has looked by far and away this season, although there's only been a couple of games, by far and away our best defender. It's tactical. And I, I, it, it was a surprise because Holanders came on so well from the back, the back end of last season. And even the games this season, we've, we've no that Holanders been a probably our standout player, but he's done it as a tactical reason. Probably if you look back at last year's European games, it was an it was a common play that Balogun played and Holander didn't. But this whole pace thing, I don't really get either because the big man reads the game that well, he doesn't need the pace. And I do believe that he would have perhaps have nicked a couple of toes onto the day balls that Balogun was a wee bit off and missed. I actually thought Balogun started quite well as well. I was more worried with Tavin um, Goldson at the start of the game. Even when we were playing well, I thought Tavin Goldson looked very nervous, but Balogun was playing well. But can I get turned like that twice? I'll be, be off your man twice. I think Big Hollander perhaps, I'm probably kidding ourselves on, but we hope that he would have got a toe on there. Well, listen, Scott Cameron's made the point. Well, uh, hello, Scott. How you doing, buddy? Balogun played alongside Goldson in most of the Europa League games last season. It wasn't a great surprise to change it. So uh, am I just bringing this up as everybody just having a go simply because we lost? And should, should we have been as surprised as what most of Twitter looked on Tuesday night? I, I, I wasn't surprised. I said I said to my mates on the way down the road that we were sort of discussing the team. And I said, look, Hellander's our best defender. He's from Malmo, he's got a point to prove to him, all that stuff, but Balogun will play. Because, because the manager, for some reason, prefers Balogun in European games. And like Jamie was saying, I think Balogun in the first half, I don't think Balogun did an awful lot wrong. But when he was when he was one, one-on-one with, with guys trying to defend, he couldn't defend, and that's what he's there to do. And I like I like the big guy. I had an argument with my mate, the car got up the road about it. Because he was he really, really doesn't fancy Balogun at all, doesn't like him at all. I thought the first first half Balogun did okay. But after that I just thought I just all went to ratchet. And as you say, Martin, hindsight's twenty twenty. We don't know how, how good or bad we'd have been with uh, with Philip Hellander in there. But looking back, it couldn't have been any worse. But it didn't surprise me that Balogun started, not in the slightest, because I really expected it. And I expect Balogun will start the European game next week. Because for some reason he prefers him in Europe. Well, judging by that game tonight, and I only caught about half an hour of it, I, you could probably play me at centre-back, but now that I've said that, it's going to come back to bite me on the arse. Uh, Jamie, how's this going to affect Rangers going forward then? Um, Europa League football, um, we don't have that Champions League money coming in, obviously. I think the model anyway is to, to sell players, but I think that's probably going to have to be a definite now. How does that also affect us in the transfer market for bringing players in? Um, I think I think it's proven perhaps the other night that we probably need to bring people in and we sat here maybe a month ago and say, and I said we don't need MD unless somebody goes we don't need MD but I think it's proven that we probably still do need another midfielder or another central midfielder that can create with a bit of dynamism but somebody's going to have to go or one or two are going to have to go so um, I would love that not to happen and we can bring someone in but to be honest I don't think now that the dust is settled I don't think it should change really anything other than we'll, we'll be back to playing th- Thursday, Sundays or whatever it is, but we've been doing that anyway, so that's actually normal for us, really. Um, it's just the way, it's just not getting the Champions League is the thing that we wanted, really didn't, isn't it? But we're probably a year ahead of that anyway, so 
And someone says, could we have got a tougher t- tie than Malmo? I think we were all thinking Malmo would have been a good a good shot at that time, but someone so far into their league season, maybe it wasn't. I know, I know. Uh, Kenny, what about yourself then going forward? Do you feel as if we have to bring more players in for the Europa League Cups League? And if so, will it be the quality that we, we could have got had we got into the Champions League? I've seen a lot of people mention Veerman. I'll be honest with you guys, I, I've never seen the boy play. I don't know. I've, I'd never heard him until we were linked to him. So, Deano De, De Veerman's the messiah, not got a scooby. But how is it going to affect us, Ken? I mean, it's, it's definitely going to have a, a knock-on effect. There's, there's no doubt about that. Um, I mean, I remember, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were discussing the, the squad and there was a, an element of thought that we're a, a good squad with competition for for each area um, and we were in, in, in good shape. But then, as we saw with the suspensions and injuries, um, we can we can be fairly depleted, you know, easily, um, certainly in terms of quality. Um, obviously, we've still got players to come back and get up to speed for the season. Um, and that'll, I mean, Ryan Jack coming back is, is also going to be a big one. Um, I think he's missed a lot more than, than people might give him credit for. I think he's... He adds something different in that midfield. That maybe not the creative spark that, uh, that we touched on earlier on, but um, but in terms of the, the effect, of course, it's going to have um, a huge impact. There's going to be the purse strings are going to be obviously substantially tightened. We will sell. I'm, I'm sure we're going to have to sell, and I think if we are bringing anybody in, it'll only be on the back of selling. Um, there has to be a, a balance made. I mean, Martin, you made the point. I don't think the club will have budgeted for guaranteed Champions League football, which is obviously sensible, want to run um, you know, a sensible operation given given how things have gone in the past. Um but you know the Europa League, I think it's it's our level. I think, you know, we've shown um in the is past it, can, is it I think I think so. I think so. I I I mean these teams in the in the Champions League, I think um Kenny, they Mal- were down to ten men for forty five minutes and we yeah. didn't turn up in a second half. So, I mean, maybe that, maybe I've just answered your own question there. Maybe Europa League is our level. But well, I mean, can, you I... Use that, can you use that as an excuse for that performance? Oh, definitely not. No, I mean, Rangers should have been beating Malmo. I've, I've got no question of that. But Malmo aren't going to do anything in the Champions League. You know, Malmo, if, if they do, you know, if, if they're in a group, uh, a group situation, um, they're, they're going to end at bottom of the group. You know, that's, that's, I'd be fairly confident in that sense. But I just, I just think we've all been on such a high, and we've been on such a, you know, on riding the crest of a wave after winning the title, and everything was going so well, um, and we were all g'd up and all positive, and everybody I spoke to was, oh, Malmo, that's, a, that's going to be a scoosh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get through that, and um, myself included, I was very confident we would have, we would have beat them, and as well said at the, at the top of the show, we should have beat them, we're better, better players, and, um, but I think I don't know if our confidence has. You know, transcended with the, the players as well. They had the overconfidence. I don't know. Um, I, I could sit here and analyse all day about you know what went wrong. Um, but I do think where we're at just now, um, we can compete in the Europa League. You know, we've, we've shown that we've we've had some outstanding games, some great games that we'll all remember. You know, for the rest of our lives in the Europa League under Gerard and um, Champions League. If if certainly the way we've started this season. Um, I think we'd would be would be in a pretty uh, uncompromising position uh, if we came up against some of these top sides, and I don't like saying that because I've I've always I'm always generally very positive and like think Rangers can can give a game to the most sides. I mean, last season, if you asked me this question, I would have I would have had a totally different answer. 
Possibly I'm blindsided by the fact how, how bad the start of the season's been. But I just think Europa League, I'm not wanting to you know, paper over any cracks or gloss over it, but I think where we are with our squad as it is and where it's going to be once we lose Alfredo or Goldson or Kamara, that's definitely going to be an area we can compete in. Um, uh, certainly it's going to be more, getting points seem more achievable in Europa League than it would be in the Champions League in my eyes. Of, of course, that's that's a, that's a given. Can I just say though, you're saying you don't want to anal- you could analyse it all. If you do want an anal- analytical look at the game, head over to rangersrabble.co.uk and Jamie Curry's done a fantastic piece. Wow. That I mean, I barely understood it. That's how good it is. You know what I mean? It's brilliant, fantastic. So go and check that out. And you can also watch our podcast. And I never plugged the website. I don't know why that is. Sorry, Billy. Um, hey, well, look, look, we'll move on for that. That's been half an hour. Um, and I would say let's move on to happier subjects, Well, But the ticketing issue, obviously, I don't know if you were aware. I don't know how if you just got straight into the ground. Um, serious, serious ticketing issues at the Malmo game. And this isn't the first time this has happened, is it? No, I was I was totally unaware there was any issues at all until uh, our good friend Cammy messaged me yesterday morning and said uh, looks like looks like they had uh, more than just on field issues last night. And he, he forwarded me a couple of screenshots from Twitter because I was at work and I was quite busy. Uh, believe that, I believe that not because my boss will be watching some school. Yeah, I was quite busy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's. It's not, I mean, it's not acceptable. There was 15 or 16 months to get it right. I mean, the ticket, I don't like criticising anything about Rangers, but the ticket office haven't had a stellar start to the season. I mean, they're sending out emails. Well, for a start, they're sending out emails for the Malmo game for you to buy your ticket if you were on CCCS. Then half an hour later, they went, forget that, we're just going to take your money because that's what we're supposed to do. You know? Uh, there was few a few issues with the pre-season games as well. But the fact that people's smart cards didn't work you know, I mean, they said to folks, if you, have, if you lost your smart card or whatever, come to the ticket office. There's folks there's folk standing in the ticket office queue for two and a half, three hours, missing almost the entire game. Yeah. And, I mean, I heard on, a, on another podcast, somewhere, it might be one of the heart and hand things, that a simple solution would have been have at least one turnstile in every area man. So that if your smart card didn't work, you went to the man turnstile and said, look, there's the proof that I've paid for that ticket and let me in, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know a couple of people that had issues with the smart cards and the steward was switched on and they went, there's been, there's been problems all night. Take your one for it in you go. Yeah. You know, and you let them in, you know, which is sensible stewarding. But a lot of, a lot of the steward stewards are like, it's not their fault, they're doing what's all. Sorry, you need to go to the ticket office. I would have been absolutely raging if mine hadn't worked. And there's always the chance it might happen again tomorrow at the filming game. Because the club haven't come out and said, this was the problem and we've resolved it. So we don't know what the problem was. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they could quite easily have issued people with use, everybody with new smart cars and say, look, these are definitely going to work. You know, I always make a point of going in early, the first game, the first smart car game of a new season to make sure it's working. But, I mean, for people to have to stand in queues for two or three hours as the games get on, I mean, why, yeah. was, why was kick-off not delayed? Because it, it must have been obvious that there's hundreds, possibly thousands of folk with, with issues. Mm-hmm. Delay the game half an hour, you know. Do, do something. Have somebody out telling them what's going on. They could surely they could have had members members of staff go up go up the queue and say, look, give, give us proof that you've put it right okay in you go. You know, I mean there must have been ways around it. But mm-hmm. I mean it is it's, and it's 
to me, what's what's almost as bad as what happened on Tuesday is the fact it's now Thursday night. It's 48 hours later. The club haven't come yeah. out and said, this was the issue and this is how we've resolved the issue. Because if it happens to me tomorrow night, I will be a happy camper. No. And by the way, listen, um, we are not fan media. We are just a podcast. We have no relationship with Rangers. So when people need to be criticised, rightly or wrongly, and if we're wrong, we'll always apologise. But if people need to be criticised, I will criticise them. And Scott Cameron has summed it up perfectly, Jamie. Stuart Robertson and David Graham should have communicated by now. Shocking disregard for the supporters. And he's absolutely right. Look, Rangers are so quick at sending you emails asking for your money. They're so quick. Well, like, well, I can, I can, you can spend money. Sorry, well, I can, I can, um, sorry, mate, I can. They're, they're, they're so, so quick at asking you for money. And Stuart Robertson, Stuart Robertson, the, the, the chief executive, the CEO, the managing director, whatever, and David Graham, the, the media communications officer, should have apologised by now. And the fact that they haven't shows just yeah. what disregard it appears Rangers have got for its own supporters. And Sorry, Martin, I was just going to say, you, you're, talk, you're talking about that. I can absolutely guarantee, had we put Malmo out, by the time anybody got back to their car on Tuesday, there was an email telling you how much the next round was costing you, and they were taking mm-hmm. the money Wednesday morning. Guarantee mm-hmm. that was sitting ready to go. So why have they not come out and said something? Sorry, Jamie. No, no. All they need is just even an apology. I know what they've, they've obviously wanted the dusty settle, right? But it was all over Twitter. You don't need to go and look far. There's Rangers media or on Twitter. They they know they can see things. They're putting stuff out all the time. Mm-hmm. Even just an apology to just pacify things. But I'm seeing guys that fifty quid took out their account, nobody like into the ground and stuff. I see that, that I can't. I would never be able to afford something like that to not get that experience. Mm-hmm. And yet they're putting out Euro polos and travel polos, and then the VIP package emails are all going out today. It's <laughs> caught them in focus saying, "Why has nobody even said to me we're sorry? We will look at it. We'll fix it." will refund whatever it takes, especially after the performance, although that's aside of that. But just a sorry, at least mm-hmm. a sorry, pacify people and then deal with people's individual cases. Mm-hmm. Will summed it up there. There's nothing really more to add. He's, yeah. I think sorry, guys, can I just, can I, sorry, Mark, can I just jump back in? Rangers have literally just sent out an email regarding Tuesday night. Well, do you want to read it out? That is Please watch this video on smart card ticket QR code entry to the stadium. On Tuesday evening, we had we had to contend with several issues relating to the return of fans to, back into Ibrox. This was ex- exacerbated by the significant number of people attempting to gain entry without a valid ticket. Nevertheless, we recognise that some fans were impacted by the transition to a new ticketing system. We apologise for the inconvenience caused. We continue to work to improve the performance of our ticketing system and wider customer service setup. Rest assured... We continue to invest resources in upgrading and improving our systems and processes. Although Ibrox Stadium is back to full capacity, Scottish Government COVID-19 regulations for public places must be adhered to. As a result, season ticket holders in some areas of the stadium have been relocated. As we welcome our supporters safely back to Ibrox, please refer to the following season ticket holder information and it goes on. So it's well. a cool... So the, the finally 48 hours later, whether it's because they're watching us and being prompted to do it or not, I don't know. But uh, yeah, they've just they've literally just released that. The power the Rangers rabble really has. There you go. Yeah. Any any queries you've got, guys, in the comments, just get them in and we'll talk about them. Um, but in all seriousness, Kenny, 
you know, 48 hours to make a simple apology? Well, I, I was actually just going to touch on uh, a, a point we didn't really cover. Um, we all know there was a clear technical issue. You know, there's something's gone drastically wrong with the um, the selling of the tickets, the advertising of tickets that potentially already been sold um, and double booked seats. I've seen a few first-hand experiences of people who, two people had the same seat booked. There was people, you know, you had three folks sitting on, or four folks in two seats type thing. You had folks sitting in the in the stairwells, in the aisles, standing in the concourse, top of the doors. That's, that's for one thing, a massive safety hazard, you know, and the, the club could get absolutely hammered yeah. for for that type of thing. And it's yeah. a European game. UEFA yeah. delegates are there and watching. So aside from the fact you've got the frustrated Ranger supporters who've shelled out and travelled and everything else, you've potentially got a safety issue. And, and the fact that it's taken Rangers this length of time, and again, I said I'm a positive kind of guy, but the fact that it's taken this length of time, and to be honest with you, if I skim read their email there, and it's a kind of half bait. Ah, there's been yeah. so many people trying again. Nonsense. Mm-hmm. They've, they've double that. sold tickets. They've they've made a complete hash of it, and it needs a total rework. And Stuart Robertson and Co need to earn their money and make sure this is a this does never happen again because you could end up with a real serious situation on your hands with with injuries, you know, fines, all these kind of things. It's a real. It's not just a case of somebody. Oh, I missed twenty minutes of the game. It's a lot deeper than that. And um, the club. I hope the club are you know making positive steps. Well, just on that, Scott Cameron again. I, I wish Cammy was on the night because he's far more eloquent than me. Um, no mention about refunds for the supporters who didn't get in, though, Jamie. And this, again, gets back to the whole money argument. Look, it has been a shite start to the season. We're all pissed off, right? We're all raging. The Rangers players will be raging. Gerard won't be happy. Directors won't be happy. Fans aren't happy. A simple apology straight after the game. And this isn't, we're not even discussing this. And again, we'll bring it back to the examples. You know, Castora releasing the European range, you know, the, and you get out next Tuesday range. You know, there's so much Rangers are releasing and wanting to give money, wanting us to give them money. And like we've discussed here, and a final talk to you, Jamie, um, 48 hours to issue a simple apology for fans missing what could have potentially been, you know, the biggest game of your season. It's not good enough. The, the apology should have come out that night or something to say we're aware of what's just happened, folks. We are really sorry, but it's half-baked as well, what you're saying. You're blaming, oh, you know, people with fake tickets trying to get in. Go to just hold your hands up. Hold your hands up mm-hmm. and put a wee line in there to say, and people, we will be speaking to individual cases or we will be looking to refund them who was affected. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the people who were hanging about couldn't get in have made themselves aware of Rangers, so it shouldn't be hard to give them their 40 quid or whatever it is. It's... Money again, you know, they're quick to years and look for the money. Mm-hmm. People are probably not even asking for the money back, but no. Rangers should be bringing that conversation to them, saying, Guys, we'll look at refunds for these. Just don't leave yourself in any light. And performances on the park can sometimes keep that stuff at bay. And we can let that go because we're so happy. But as soon as a performance doesn't come on the park, then we're looking for other avenues to, to criticize as well. And that's what's going to happen. The and fans listen, are going to get fed Martin, the other thing for me as well, they've put that email out at half past seven on a Thursday night, right? That's that's fine. They're quick enough to put video, to put lovely soundbite videos out when they want to tell us something that they want us to hear. So why is Stuart Robertson not sitting in front of a video camera in the blue room or in the throw-through room like he does for all the nice stuff and say, look, we know there was issues. This is what we're doing. This is how we're going to try. Tell us, don't ask us to read it. Because a lot of people will see it's an email about, because it starts off at the top of that email, it's Rangers versus Dunfermline. 
because there's obviously information about tomorrow relating yeah. back to Tuesday. A lot of people will just go, ah, I've got my ticket, it's fine, don't worry about it. They won't even see it. They won't even notice what it's about. You know? Why? I mean, Stuart Robertson should be should be all over the Rangers Twitter feed, the Rangers Facebook yeah. page, all the socials. With a five-minute five minute video, look, we're aware of what's happened. We're looking into it. If you had a problem, apology. can you contact us? Excuse me? Because an apology, yeah. And if you, if you were affected by it, contact us. Because they'll know who did and didn't get in. They'll, they'll know which tickets were or weren't used. You know, because that's, that's what a, a, a mechanical system's all about. They know who's, who was in and who wasn't in. Mm-hmm. So tell people what they're doing rather than expect them to read it. Because people, a lot of people, we get that many emails from Rangers and Castle, people just buy whatever, it's just another email from Rangers. You know, a lot of people won't even realise. I mean, if Brian hadn't put in the chat, in the, in the group chat, they've just released it, I wouldn't have read it. Mm-hmm. You know? So. That's the thing though, it should be headlined, Apology. Let's, we, we should be proud enough to accept, we should be proud enough to say, we're yeah. sorry. We're a massive institution, a club that's been on for all these years. We should be able to say to folks, you know what? We're sorry, by the way. These guys are getting paid millions. Just put a wee video and say, we're sorry. That would be enough for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Rangers, get your fingers up. You know, you want us to spend money and we're all willing to spend money. When you mess up, put your hands up and apologise. I think that's the least. Matt, now, I want to buy that white Euro travel polo, but we might not even be in Europe anyway by the time I get to buy it. So it might be, at that point, it might be half price. That might be all right. Well, listen, that's a beautiful segue into um, CGM. Hold on. This is this is true. It's, it's true for me as well. Thankfully, I am fat. None of the castor gets fit me. So true, CGM. So true. Um, Kenny, obviously, Alish Kerr winning tonight. That's who we yep. were facing the playoff. Um, yep. Tell me their whole history and everything about them. Oh, listen. Well, Alish Kerr was founded in 1930 by the famous... <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no, but uh, no, I did. I did actually have uh, before you, uh, we actually discussed it. I did have a wee look at the both sides, um, just to kind of get a bit of insight as to uh, what we're going to be up against. But I mean, I know we were maybe blase some of us with regards to Malmo, but with regards to a game, you know, against a team from Armenia, um, we've got to be thinking that this is going to be a tie that we should be winning handsomely. I'm not wanting to get carried away. I'm not wanting to, you know end up on some viral Celtic clip, you know, about this guy saying, oh, we're going to pump them and all the rest of it. Um, but, you know, having looked at I mean, I think they, in terms of their coefficient, I think they're about 180th um, in Europe in terms of their club, their leagues down in the late 30s. Um, you know, they're playing in front of, you know, small crowds. Uh, they, they had a wee look at the stadium itself as well. It's uh, reminiscent of, you know, um, some of these the grounds that we might have played at um, back in, I'm trying to think, you know, we played uh, St. Joseph's and all this. It's that kind of same kind of standard of ground. So it's very easy to get, I think, this could be a, a cakewalk. Um, they did actually beat St. Johnston a couple of years ago, um, which was, I believe, one of the biggest results in their history. Um, I say a couple of years ago, I think it was like five, six years ago. Um but yeah, let's let's be totally honest. This is a, a tie that we should be wrapping up in the first leg. You know, um, you never underestimate a European game. You certainly shouldn't. And we've been caught out with it in the past many times with um, you know stranger supporters. It's something that we've we've all dealt with. Um, but I'd say it's probably the, the the kinder side of the kinder you know team within the two because you know it's an extra three hours I think or so in terms of the flight to Kazakhstan. 
So with the you know potentially the old firm game on the Sunday, I think that's worked out uh, slightly in our favour. Um, but yeah, let's be honest, it's it's, it's a game that we we should uh, win fairly comfortably. I hope that's not mm. famous last words, but. Um, I'd like to I think we'll be, we'll be okay. Yeah, I don't want to go into a full preview of the game because we'll do that um, on Sunday, actually, because it's God, it's next Thursday, isn't it? Um, no, we don't, we don't know when it is yet. Oh, I thought it was next Thursday. Well, because if they go through tonight, they're next Thursday as well. We can't both be next Thursday. No, Celtic are going to be playing on the Wednesday. Um, if they go through tonight, assume they do, they'll they'll be moved to the Wednesday because we're the that, uh, the higher the champions. Um, it's it's that the rules are that the the higher rank the the certainly because of the the champions path we would be given the priority to remain on the day. So from all I've read and seen the rules and everything else, UEFA um, I would say well, not UEFA I've said, but Celtic play on the Wednesday night and we'd be the Thursday night. Well, they'll be they'll be in meltdown. They play Sunday, Wednesday, we play Friday, Thursday. They'll be happy about that. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, look, it's not yeah, that well, well, if it's really not no, where no. I want to be, no. um, and look, it's certainly not ideal, and we'll obviously touch on this more at, 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 on Sunday or whatever. It's not really where you want to be on a Thursday going into an old firm game on a Sunday, is it? No, and to, to Kenny's point about the distance, it's actually 3,650 miles each way from my books. There you go. According to Google Maps, Google Maps is your phone. <laughs> Which is a, which is a thousand miles each way closer than it could have been had it been the other lot because mm-hmm. oh, they're nearly because they're nearly in China. So you're talking about a seven thousand mile round trip the Thursday before an old firm game. But that's what it is. We've done it before. We, I mean, we did it with Ufa, and we, we we beat them when nine men came back and gave them a game. So um, and Kenny, they weren't formed in 1930. They were actually formed in the year. Uh, they were actually formed in 1990. Ah, it was close. But they folded, <laughs> but they folded, they folded in 2000. They were refounded in 2011. Uh, you just oh, read that off your comment. That's what you've read. I can't that. know. I can't know Wikipedia, so this is wrong way Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, Jamie, what, what can we say? We're playing in the Europa League. It's a team look, we should beat handsomely, yeah. probably with a B team. Uh, I just I, I sat on here and said I was happy to and we'd beat Malmo and we'd be comfortable with them even being down to once. I don't want to say anything, but we should beat them. But I think it's a bit of a banana skin. However, I looked at the results. The first Champions League qualifier was against Connors Key. They drew two each and then they beat them 1-0 the return leg. So they're scraping it through against the Welsh Welsh champions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So And then they get papped out by Sheriff in the next round. So aye. Um, until I, I was worried until I seen their results. I'm thinking, right, okay, Connors Key, 3-2 nag. Come on. But Curry Munchers put like, it's not as if we'll be flying budget and sitting on a bucket on a plane. <laughs> and I mean that, that is that is true, Kenny. Look, it's not as if the, the Raiders players aren't going to be flying easy jet. That's the thing. I think you know that there's a lot made of you know, and I think particularly because we've got Celtic on the Sunday, there's a lot of comments I've seen online that we're gonna have this this audacious, you know, hellish journey, you know, that, that they'll probably have First class kind of beds and them set up. They'll probably sleep all the way. They'll get the best of meals. It's no, it's no reason. It's no excuse. And it's, it's, it shouldn't. You know, the guys are professional athletes. Um, thankfully, it's the slightly lesser of the two. You know, hell journeys. But it's absolutely not. It shouldn't have any impact um, on the game itself on on Sunday. 
I think Wolf's got probably a more uncomfortable journey every time he comes down every second Saturday to watch Rangers after a shift or something like that. Yeah. Can I you just say very, like, very, uh, very quickly, um, <laughs> Rangers, uh, Rangers women, Rangers ladies are playing Chelsea and I believe they're winning a lot. So Chelsea, Chelsea have just equalised. Oh, well, there you go. That's... I'm watching it. <laughs> that was the hot off the press then. <laughs> How's the game? If, you, if you're watching it, Wolf, just very quickly because we've got a wee bit of Alfie rumours and a Dunfermline game to preview. How's the game going? Uh, one, 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 from what I've seen, I mean, I'm only catching bits of it because obviously I'm looking at you guys. Uh, it's been quite been quite even. Two, de- two decent goals. Chelsea scored a couple of minutes after Rangers. Brogan Hay for Rangers. I'm not quite sure who scored for Chelsea, but I only know one of the players anyway, so and that's only because she used to play with Rangers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, decent crowd and sell, sell out crowd in as well at the training centre, I believe. So. Good. That's amazing. It's getting screen free on the the golden thing is it's getting screen free on the the Rangers YouTube channel. But last oh. night I had to pay them for when I turn it. I want to be team game. Ah, it's bad. Yeah. Can, can I just say we've had a statement read out live on air, and we've just had an update from the Rangers women game. I mean, if that's not worth subscribing, I don't know <laughs> yeah. what is. If that's not worth hitting that like button just for Wolf's ten minute rant, and then. <laughs> You know, just just hit that like button, and of course, you can hear more of Wolf on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Rangers Lab Rabble Rangers Labble Rangers Rabble link in the description. Another exclusive for you if you're wanting a, you're wanting a hat trick of them. Rangers oh. have just tweeted that tickets for tomorrow night are now on general sale. Ah, there you go, general sale. So go on to rangers.co.uk and, and get your tickets, but keep the Rangers rabble on as well. You know, I mean, why would you leave? You've, you've just yeah. got such fantastic content tonight. Uh, Kenny, we, were, we discussed it earlier, not making the Champions League, you might have to possibly sell some players. <clears throat> as ever, Alfredo Morelos is linked with Porto, he always seems to be linked with Porto. Mm-hmm. Um, an apparent 16 million euro move. What do you make of that? Do you think it's likely? Do you think 16 million euros is enough? Do you think Rangers will have to accept it? Um, I, I personally, I, I don't know if it's it's enough um, in terms of the fee. I know I know what Alfie brings to us, and um, as supporters, we obviously overvalue our players. Um, the club will take a different stance on it from the supporters. That that much I know. Um, they'll have a figure in mind. Um, I mean, I must say about Alfie the other night, he. Didn't play like a guy who would they wanted to leave. You know, he was he was chasing everything. He looked happy. He was passionate. It was like the Alfie that we we kind of we know and love. And I get also this, that was an opportunity for him to put himself in the shot window. Um, but you know, he, he wasn't in, he wasn't in his huffy kind of um, attitude that we've maybe seen in the past. He was he was fired up, and it was great to see. And it just made me realise you know even more how much we'll miss him um, if and when he goes. And I don't know. I've, I've got a feeling that uh, on the back of Tuesday night, I think it, it may be. It may be one of the, the last goals we see um, from Mr Morelos in a Rangers jersey. And it's, it's gotten to say that because he's he's been such a talisman for the last few years. He's, he's a hero with the supporters and uh, a real kind of um, cult hero now. And it's a shame, but I, I think I can see it happening. Um, and I think Tuesday night would have would maybe have just kind of sealed the deal, so to speak. Uh, I thought, honestly, I thought he was excellent considering... You know, he was late back, hadn't he had many training sessions, was training in his hotel room in the car park, for God's sake. Um, look, CGM, Jamie's saying, look, the Porto one isn't going away. There might be something in it. There might be, there might not be. Um, 16 million, we would take it. Now, that's 16 million euros. 
I should say. So I don't know. Does that work out at like 12, 12 and a half, something like that? Um, 16 million euros. Would you take 16 million pounds, Jane? I think that's a different kettle of fish if you're saying 16 million pounds. I, I would have, I would like to do 20, but we're not going to get that, I don't think. But 16 million pounds is maybe what, what, what we're talking about. Maybe 20 million euro. Perhaps, but the Porto, we've said it before, Porto aren't the ones that splash out. They like to find a bargain, which is around about your 10s and your 12s, and then sell them on for 16 70. So, um, but I've been gutted to see him go. He was outstanding, and he's just the catalyst to everything we do. He's, he's off his head, and everything we've done last season around him, let him just do what he wants, and we'll play the balls. And it's just a different different kettle of fish to have. We'll, it'll be irreplaceable. It won't, at this point in a transfer window, unless we've got someone. It'll be irreplaceable to come in and play the role he does. What do we do? Is Sakala the central striker now? I don't think so. Will Ruth move into the middle? Can we trust his fitness? It'll be a gutter. Well, I've seen you kind of nodding and shaking your head away there. So, these your thoughts? Well, I agree with Jamie. If that sixteen million was pounds, I think we'd I think we'd probably take it because I don't think we'd get much more than that. Uh, the Porto thing isn't, isn't going away, so there must be some truth in it. But it's obviously coming from their end because we don't talk about these things at the Rangers. Uh, it would it would be it would be galling to lose him because he's mm-hmm. you know he's he's been so he's been so so much the main man for us since, since he's been here. But his dream is to play. He's got two his two two ambitions seem to be to play to, to to play in the English Premier League and to play Champions League. And he's not getting Champions League with us this year. And would he be cup tied uh, then? No. Because it's qualifier, isn't it? Qualifiers. I don't, I don't think he'd move I don't think he'd move to a club of Champions League level down there anyway. But that would no. that would really that would, that would probably realise his EPL dream. And Porto though. But, but, of course, I Porto. Uh, they are Champions League, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like you say, they might end up we might end up going to Porto. They, they ship him on. If we do sell him and Club Dog's right, sixteen million is not enough. But if it was sixty million pounds plus a ten percent sell on sell on sell on was, you know, because these days you'll accept less money if you get a decent sell on. Because mm-hmm. they they will they will flip him in a couple of years for 30, 40 million if he keeps going yeah. the way he's going. So somebody's got to go. They've got to go for the right money, otherwise we'll just be a laughing stock again. And I can see it being Morelos because he's probably the most sellable asset at the moment. Yeah. He is. I, really, I don't want him to go. And Kenny, if you could answer this question, that would be fantastic because this is how I feel. What's Portuguese for Rama? Do you know what? I actually saw it come through the comments. I had to stop myself laughing as Wilf was speaking. I don't want to think I was laughing at his comments. I did have a little <laughs> chuckle at the comment. <laughs> right. Um, I don't really want to talk about that much more because that's going to depress me if he does go. Because like I say, I thought Tuesday night, I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was by far and away up best player and it would be a huge miss and I, I really do feel he would be irreplaceable um, listen RFC 56 uh, bring it up uh, I don't Aye. rate Alfie as a top striker to be honest look everyone's entitled to their opinion and some people like players some people don't like players I'm just giving you my opinion Alfie right very quickly guys uh, Dunfermline tomorrow night that is tomorrow sorry, night sorry Mark before, before you move on oh, right, here we go. To, answer, to answer your question right I'm a pronunciation will be wrong, but the Portuguese for rabbit is batter. <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> El Porto Pata. There you go. There we go. Right. <laughs> very, very quickly. Tomorrow night, I'm going. It's now 2 1 to Chelsea. Thank you, Stuart, in the comments. Wolf has missed it. Is. Terrible report. I was, I was, I was Google Translate. I missed the goal. That's, that's not good enough, Wolf. You're now sacked as a reporter. Um, Jamie. Same score as a plus one. And you still don't know the name. Jamie. P. Uh, P Harder. I'm going to get to this question because we really need to finish up. Jamie, um, Dunfermline tomorrow night. I'm going, I'm buzzing. I can't wait to get back to Ibrox. Um, it's always a silly question. How important is the game? Is it more important now because we're out of the Champions League? But it's cup football and it's Rangers, so it doesn't matter what situation. It's a massive game. Massive game. Team that are in the league below us, it's not, it's not even quantum. You can't even contemplate anything other than a, a victory. Listen, at this rate, we'd probably even take a 1 0, 2 0, who cares? Just get the get a win under our belts, really. Um, and make, but we, we, oh, I'm saying that on the other flip side, you probably want a few performances, but then we could be here on eight talking about who starts and who doesn't start because some folk are saying, No, he needs to play a, a full strength team or best 11. But what is our full strength team and best 11 just now? Because well, best 11 isn't the players we've been mentioning because they've been playing, they've been terrible. So what is your best 11? So there's a massive thing to be done with the team selection, I think, tomorrow as well. And I think uh, McGregor needs to start at least. Just keep McGregor in goals for the next few games and get him sharper than what he's been. And then after that, what is it? Do you, do you play your Parsons and your Kellys or do you not? Well, I mean, look, there's no point, Kenny, in me asking, you know... <laughs> Is, is there a chance Rangers don't win? Is it going to be a hard game? Well, it's a team in the league below. We're the champions of Scotland. We should win this game comfortably. The real questions are, um, normally in a game like this, you might see a Stephen Kelly come in. You might see Nathan Patterson at right back, uh, Bassey at left back, and up front, McLaughlin and goals. What does Gerard do uh, tomorrow, Kenny, considering the fact we've obviously just played really poor in Europe? I mean, it's a difficult one because he's kind of put himself in a wee situation by saying he wasn't going to be making wholesale changes already. He said that. Um, I think, you know, we've got a couple of difficult games coming up. Um, as you say, normally there would be a fair bit of rotation. Um, I still think there'll be changes, of course, and I would expect Kelly and Patterson to feature. Um, if not start, I think they'll, they'll definitely feature. Um, I don't think it'll be um, the same team that played on Tuesday night. I think there'll be um, a fair bit of rotation, despite what, what Gerard said. I don't know if it, I don't know his reason for for kind of saying that because he's, he's never won for really a settled team at the best of times. And certainly when I'm playing a, a cup game against lower league opposition, you can almost guarantee there'll be a lot of changes. So, but I think you know the games coming at a good time. You know, a few days after the disaster, fans will be back in, and I think the mood will be a wee bit of, uh, not an anti-climax as such, but I think. Um, the place would have been buzzing had we had we won on Tuesday night. But it's up to us to get behind them again, um, get the players, you know, back on side, get their confidence back up. Um, like I'm same as yourself, Mark. I'm going down to the game. I'm really excited. I'm taking my little boy down um, for his first competitive game. So he's buzzing. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think Rangers will, will score a couple, um, more than a couple, but a, a comfortable win, um, and hopefully the, the the start of turning this season around. I mean, well, if you're if you're listening, if you're still with us, because you look like you're in what a fairy tale land there. Um, Sorry, some, somebody's just messaged me and said that we are definitely next Thursday. I'm just trying to get confirmation of it, but I can't find it oh. anywhere. So, oh, do you not do you not believe me? Like, He's... I do, of course, I do. But you know, <laughs> absolutely, 
<laughs> forever, forever the reporter will. Um, look, just the same, the same to you. Look, starting line up tomorrow. I'm not going to ask you for goalkeeper, right back, left back, blah blah blah. But look, Gerard, should he put out the strongest or possibly close to the strongest team as possible tomorrow? Yes, I think you should start with as close to the strongest team as he can. Because bear in mind, there's five substitutes in the league cup, mm. so we can score. We can. Hopefully, you know. Hopefully, score score a couple early doors, and then make not wholesale changes, but bring on bring on like you know Patterson, Bassey. If they don't start, we can always bring them on. I'd be inclined to start with a strong team, put the game away, then make changes rather than mix it up. Start with the squad players, if you like, and have the big players on the bench in case it's not going right. I'd try, I'd I'd leave it with a strong with a strong team, put the game away, then bring the other guys on. And I hate, I hate this question, right? This is one of the pure media questions, Jamie, right? And it's it's pure shite. But does it matter about the performance tomorrow? I don't even like the way I said that. Is the performance important? Will that appease the fans? Or is it just a case of, look, just win the game? Nah, I think the performance is important. I think when you're playing a lower league t- team, I think they get beat off Party Thistle at the weekend and stuff like that. So, um, or did they? Is that true? I think they did get beat off yeah, Party Thistle, didn't they? So they've been battered off a party thistle. We can't we can't go there and scrape a one 0 and Tav and Golson if they play look a bit nervy now. We need to go out and make a make a bit of a statement on that. And that probably is by winning at least three 0 with a decent performance. Even I said that the other day, even the Levy game at the start of the season, I thought kind of flattered us at the end up we scored on our two goals. I don't think we played well that game either. So we need a good performance. We need a good performance. Good performance, Kenny. Totally, totally. And I think it- even a win, you know, if you scrape your way through the game, and you're still going to get the the grumbles and think something's not quite right here. But like I say, a good, as Jamie says, you get a good three four nil win, um, brings a you know a bit of sunshine back into the into the players, their confidence, and um, of course, I think performance is is vital tomorrow, absolutely. And well, Flip, I could ask you all questions like, you know, should Patterson start ahead of Tav? Should Bassey start ahead of Borna? Um, but look, that's just all hearsay. We're just about to finish up, so I'll just ask you exactly the same question. Does the performance matter? Yes, it matters. Two reasons, well, three reasons it matters. We really need a performance. They're a lower league team, and they're also Dunfermline. We always, always beat Dunfermline. Very, we very do always beat Dunfermline. <laughs> you know, I mean, the last time we played Dunfermline was a League Cup game four, four years ago. And you know what our team was like four years ago? And we hammered them 6 nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, so we need a performance. I'm not saying six goals, or that six goals would be nice, but we need a performance, a convincing, a convincing win. Put put smiles back on faces because it will take. We could we could we could win four nothing, not playing very well, and that would that wouldn't cheer very many of us up really. Mm-hmm. We could play really really well, win three now, everybody goes home happy. So it's the performance with a convincing scoreline, and everybody's happy. And you know what? It will be a good performance and it will be a convincing scoreline. And then we're going to get our act together and we're going to go on and we're going to win this league comfortably because they're not as good as what they're getting made it to be and we're much better than what we've shown. So on that, thank you so much, Wilf, Jamie, Kenny. Thank you, every single person in the comments. Thank you, all the subscribers, people who like, people who signed up to Patreon. Thank you, everybody. Um, We've got a wee announcement coming next week that I'm really, really excited about. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, So until we speak again, thank you so much for watching. Take care of yourself and we'll speak to you very, very soon.
Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.